Disclaimer, this podcast may contain strong language, maybe from us, maybe from the music. We'll surprise you. Thanks for listening. Point A to point B is not a straight line. And if it is, you got very fortunate. Very, very fortunate. That or you didn't Um, set you didn't set a stretch goal. You set the bar so that you tripped over it. One, two, three, go. Secure the bag. Today's a great day for a great day, so let's be great today. Thanks for making time to hang with us. You're listening with Will and Jordan. Good to see you, Will. Good to be seen. All right. Welcome to Secure the Bag, the podcast that is dedicated to helping you secure your bag. Hip-hop is a major cultural influence. It touches on many aspects of our lives. Throughout the power of hip-hop and its range of lyrical topics, we break down how to secure your bag. Everything from reaching your optimal health and wellness, achieving professional success, constructing relationship prosperity, and most importantly, acquiring generational affluence. Listen, we don't have all the answers, but we're here to discover them with you as we tackle all the real-life obstacles that everyone faces chasing our dreams. No matter what's in yours, we're here to help you secure the bag. Ain't that right, Will? That's right, this week and every week. Will, what's going Yo, on? Jordan. How we? How you been? You know, it's it, it's been a real month, I'll put it that way. This is one of those months you got to go through to make the summer worth it, right? Just keep grinding. Just keep That's grinding. That's right, and it's been a grind. You know, this is, if you work um, like in a traditional, maybe even a federal job, this has probably been the longest stretch since there was... A vacation day, like a, a national holiday. You, you think the time. last national holiday was in February, I believe, and it's May now. It's something like 60-something days between. 60 days straight grinding, day in and day out. Yeah. No days so off. Those of you that have just been, you know, getting up, punching that clock, earning that dollar, like, this was the gauntlet. So good job getting through it because Memorial Day is coming up. Real soon. We got a, and, we got a week. One more week. Yeah, yeah. One week. And that really marks the midpoint of the year. Kicks and off summertime. Of summer. Can you believe, like, you know, that the, the year's half over? No, I can't. Because we, we started doing this podcast the start of the year. And to think it's been, you know, five, six months is crazy to think about. Did you? I know when we first started, we, we kind of set some. Some New Year resolutions. But what expectations did you have for the year, like, coming in? Like, this, this is going to be our check-in, you know? All right, we're doing our checkpoint episode right now. Yeah. You know, I wanted to make sure we were recording at a pace where we would have about 13, 14, 15 episodes recorded by this point, And we're right there, making time to record every week, um, especially now that we got into the swing of things, so check mark on that um the content's been great we wanted to be on different platforms check mark on that now that we're on spotify soundcloud and apple podcast again listeners let us know if there's anywhere else you want to have the podcast available um but so far check on that um personal checks um securing the financial bag check on that um one of my checks was to make sure i ran the broad street run Working on my cardiovascular health, check mark there. 
Um, overall, been pretty pretty good start to the year. How about you, homie? I mean, for the goals that you know we each set for ourselves at the beginning of the year, I, I have to say, like for the intermediate goals that are set up, I, I think we've been crushing it. Um, you know, I, I definitely you know I've spoken about little knee injury that I had earlier this year, but able to recover and Overcame. actually have. Yeah, you know, it's back strong, running, you know, four or five times a week. I know you can see me on Map My Run. Those of you that, that want to follow us, we're both on Map My Run. It's the Under Armour app. Um, I think it's pretty dope. It tracks your heart rate and all that good stuff. But I say all that to say that, you know, one of the goals that I had was to run a 5K. Um, and I've been, you know, my training runs are three miles long, but... Finally went on ahead and purchased, uh, what do you call it? Uh, you talk about your registration, your bib. Yeah, there you go. Registration. See, I don't even, I don't remember, I don't even know what it's called. <laughs> My registration for the Georgetown Spring 5K that's going to be uh, on that Memorial Day Sunday. Hey, congrats, my man. Congrats. Yeah, so my, my frat brother, he'll, he'll be running it with me. I let him know one of my goals. So he's been training as well. I see him on the app. So we're going to go ahead and run that and get that one checked off of our list. Um, definitely getting this up on Apple and Spotify so that folks can access the podcast is, is definitely a major win. Um, and then, you know, professionally, just trying to make sure that building leadership skills, communication skills, which, you know, sneakily, this, I think this podcast has definitely helped just being able to to speak in you know board meetings in front of clients, managing phone calls, like there's there's just a lot more ease there in having these type of conversations, you know, from talking to you and all these listeners and doing all this research for these episodes. I think it just better prepares. Like I naturally feel better prepared for everything that I'm doing throughout the year professionally. Absolutely, so, that's you know, not those, even surprising. Those because are some major what we're wins. talking about the content that we're sharing, the content we're curating. Uh, just having that, like I said, all the time, the win today mentality, you sm- you stack the small wins. Like we started doing small incremental things just to get the show started and then stack those into making the show better and better and keeping it going. And now it ha- you see the evidence of the hard work you put in here start to transition into different aspects and avenues of your life. So the fact that it's happening for you, it's happening for me. And I know it's happening for our consistent listeners. So when today mentality is growing, it's here to stay. Love that. So, well, what do we, uh, you know, there's some things that we both were checking off right now. And there's, you talked about the intermediate goals, the moderate goals that we're going for right now. But you and I both are the type of people who have big dreams and big plans for the future. And I know I've talked to you about this before, uh, just managing the expectations not getting too far ahead of ourselves um, and not being upset when we're not where we want to be for our future selves. Just enjoying the journey, staying on the path, uh, setting our realistic expectations, our realistic goals, but managing those expectations when you want to kind of speed up the process. So you want to give the listeners a little heads up on what we're talking about today? Yeah, and you know, that that's a great lead in because we talked about what we wanted to do with this podcast, you know, in our personal lives. 
in the very first episode. And, you know, that was us setting our goals. But, you know, in setting these goals, like you said, we, we did need to manage our expectations. Like, what could we expect, you know, within a month of doing this podcast, within two months, within three months, all the way up until now we're at the six, you know, approaching that six month mark. Like, what measurable goals could we reach? You know, it went from us making sure we got the right microphones to be able to make sure our audio quality was, you know, improving over time and then expanding to different platforms to, you know, spread our reach. And these are all like little check marks we had into our overall goal of, you know, having a well listened to and well marketed podcast. And that's what we want to talk about today. We we had podcasts that were about goals, about you know, goal setting, you know, striving to to reach certain things that you look for and the processes to developing them. But then there's also, you know, managing those expectations. And we always push to have lofty goals, like stretch goals to make you work for it, keep you hungry. But, you know, you really have to be able to keep your own spirits up and manage your own expectations because no one is perfect. And, you know, how many times have you got something right on the first try? It feels great when you do, but you have to always be prepared to know that there's some iteration and some work that goes into it. And preparing yourself for some of the disappointment you may face when you don't reach your own standards, however lofty they may be. So, you know, we don't want anyone to ever count themselves out and know that the progress that you make is part of the journey. Like, always look back and always, you know, take stock of the progress that you've made, the improvements that you've made. And we know it's difficult to remain optimistic after missing a stretch goal. But when you set these incremental goals, these small wins that we've already talked about, that is part of managing expectations where you kind of set levels and check marks that you can reach on your way. And, you know, it's okay not to hit all of them. And it's okay to shift your goals. But I think being disciplined and being purposeful will continue to move you forward in that journey. And also, as, as we talked about in the last episode, as part of that maturity process, knowing that you don't get it right the first time and it may take a little extra work and nobody really moves at the same pace. Absolutely. And Will, you said something that kind of stuck with me. I wanted to make a point before we go any further. You talked about Sometimes you're not going to get things right on the first time. Most times you won't get it right on the first time. But there'll be that one thing that you get perfectly right on the first time. But that's not enough. Like you, Even if you do get it right by chance that first time around, you still need to take the time to reflect and assess so that you can make that repeatable and scalable so that it wasn't just right the first time, it's right every time. So even the things that you're naturally good at, you do have to take the time to figure out why you're good at it and make a process that's foolproof so that you can replicate it down the road throughout your entire process. And, you know, I mentioned life is a road, life is a journey. Um, we're, we're dumping into a song called Yellow Brick Road by Rex Life Raj. Now, I, I don't know about you, Will, but I think Rex Life Raj might be the least known artist that we featured so far on the show. Oh, by, by far. And... We want to make sure that we start to incorporate some artists that are on the come up. Like may not be these A-list names that we, we typically have as our featured artists, 
But we have folks that are working hard that are coming out with quality music that really matches the message that we want to spread for that episode. No doubt. And for y'all that don't know, Rex Life Raj uh, came up in Berkeley, California. After Berkeley, he ended up securing a full D1 football scholarship for Boise State out there in Idaho with the Blue Turf, one of the craziest places it looks like to play ever. Um, for y'all who haven't seen, they have a Blue Turf out there in Idaho. Um, played offensive line for them. Was a very, very talented offensive lineman. So much so that there were questions if he would go to the NFL to pursue uh, a football career professionally. He decided not to, shifted gears, and throughout college, he was always very musically inclined, decided to chase that dream instead, and it's worked out for him very well. Um, he's worked with artists like g Easy. Uh, he's worked with, um, oh my gosh, Blanking Logic. He's worked with a ton of big-name artists, some that we've even featured on the show. So with no further ado, we're going to go ahead and get into Rex Life Raj's song, Yellow Brick Road. So here it is. Go. Every time my shit is golden, fuck what they say. They tell the lies in paragraphs. I got niggas out in Paraguay. Me and these niggas ain't parallel. I've been woke from the fairy tale. On the ferry on the way to the city with a bad one. I can't stop looking at her titties and she can't stop telling me they ain't fucking with me. I guess that's why she fuck with the guy. In the past life, I was probably a goat. Everything I drop is low and creator. No wonder why these niggas can't stay afloat. They telling me I should get to LA. Musically, I'm just too big for the bay. Mentally, I've been ahead of the curve. Crazy how that shit's a gift and a curse. I would never go back. It's Especially back on my word, flipping this money like birds. When you got niggas with millions of racking your hand, looks really absurd. But we on the up, talking to pops. He told me to get it. I rock the bandana, cause his favorite artist is Hendrix. I just do this in remembrance. You stacking up, cause you really feel empty. I'm stacking dough to buy Papa a kidney. My priorities only switch on the whiskey. That's why lately I get no more than tipsy. And tell him put that on my bitch tab. She likes so argue, and luckily she got a big ass. <laughs> you know I'm a Rex, though. Same nigga playing on the blue with a neck roll. One wrong hit, I be out for a week. Wasted. 700 days on a bitch found out she was a hoe now we don't even speak it is what it is i hold no grudges i got new bitches i got new money i got new work and i got new clientele just know the grind is real i would rather build mine and assign a deal on my grassroots shit but they trying to mow me i heard niggas say that the top is lonely fuck that bro i'ma bring all the homies on me yeah man i i've actually been listening to this song for a little while and it, it's a relatively short song but i, I really think it's dope he gets straight into it. I think he don't waste no time. Yeah, and you know the the hook, the hook is catchy, and the lyrics that you know they're relatable in a sense where you can kind of imagine yourself being in his shoes. Because he starts off the song saying that every time he, every every time my shit is golden, f what they say. Now, when I first heard this, I was thinking like, oh, he's saying that you know he's actually shitting gold, but I think. You know, he's what he's actually saying is that, you know, every time that he makes something that it's valuable. But then, he, he, you know, he, he kind of explains his own viewpoint on things by saying what other people do. So he says they tell him lies in paragraphs. So, you know, people are just writing stories, you know, not being factual. And this could go towards, you know, other people that are writing music or it could go towards people um really in the media that may be writing articles that just aren't factual and we had a loser of the week last week um that that could be counted amongst those that tell lies and paragraphs but then you know he keeps going saying he has n-words out in paraguay 
They tellin' lies in paragraphs. I got niggas out in Paraguay. Me and these niggas ain't parallel. And, you know, it's just saying that, you know, having people in your life that are well-traveled, you know, he has those type of friends. Like, he doesn't just have people around that are from the neighborhood. You know, he, he's, 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 he's a circle. world traveler. Exactly, exactly. And then he says, me and these N-words ain't parallel. You know, if something's in parallel, it means that you're in line with each other. And he's saying, like, he's not in line with them. Like, he, he's on his own path. Like, they're not following where he's going. But then I think the most impactful part of this line yep. is he said, I've been woke from the fairy tale. And, you know, I think this goes into being realistic with yourself about how you're measuring yourself along your path and being better prepared to deal with those that doubt you and what your stretch goals are. Like he doesn't have any fairy tale idea about what he wants to do or what he's going to do. He's woke from that and he's ready to do the work. He's not daydreaming about it. And then I think the last two, two, um, two lines of this verse, they're, they're really for fun, but I really like how it, how it came across. He said, I'm on the ferry on my way to the city with a bad one that can't stop looking at her titties. On the ferry on the way to the city with a bad one, I can't stop looking at her titties and she can't stop telling me they ain't fucking with me, I guess. That's why she fuck with the God. Like... Could you imagine it's just somebody next to you? You just like, yo, like, oh damn, it's me. Oh lord. <laughs> and then on top of that, on this ride, she just hyping your head up, saying that <laughs> they ain't effing with him. Like, like he already got it. Could you like? I, I mean, honestly, I think I could put myself in his shoes, and I'm fine with feeling that way. You got a good looking and, hype beast right next to you. <laughs> Yeah, and like keep your supporters around you. And honestly, if you're gonna be in a relationship, like make it somebody that you can't take your eyes off of like that. And that's gonna tell you that ain't nobody effing with you. Like you got this. You it's got that this. support. It's confidence in yourself. It keeps your morale high. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I got a few things I want to hit on so, before we move on. One of my favorite oh, things yeah. about Rex Life is his relatability. Like he's not really saying anything that's super crazy that we can't attain for ourselves. Like he's a very his his lyrics are they're funny like you said at some points, but they're super relatable. Like they connect oh, yeah. on a real real life level, and then he keeps that realness going when he says that he's not telling lies in paragraphs. It's that reality versus fiction. Like what he raps about is his real life. Not there's no lies in it. Like he's he's being real all the way through and through. And then like I said, the the verses that are just like kind of fun here and there um but i do want to go back to been woke from the fairy tale been woke from the fairy tale like yeah that's a lot of people do live that fairy tale life or they think that they're doing more than they actually are and that can happen to people that have really really strong goals like we could be thinking you and I will that the podcast is more than it is right now because we want it to be more than what it is right now in the future. But he's not living in a fairy tale world where he's like, oh, like, oh, we got 10 million followers that listen every single day. Like, that's not where we are right now. That might be something that we attain for for the future, but you can't live in that fairy tale mind. You have to manage those expectations in the here and now, even though they might be those expectations are realistic for the future. You have to be real with yourself and not live in a fairy tale world in the present. So you can go ahead and keep this one moving. And I, 
that, that's definitely a great addition. I really love that line in this verse, like just being woke from that that idealistic place and being real about it. And you know, he he really was real about his expectations because he talks about outgrowing his his current market and his platform. Like he knew, you know, start local, start where you're from. Like he didn't start. Well, he did start in Boise. Actually, he made that song for the football team. Um, was it Blue and Orange Drip? I think it's called. Yeah. Where they play, you know, at home games, and you know that was a start. But he really went back to the Bay Area and started to build up his name there. So, if we go down a few lines to the next. Well, this is all one verse. So these are all you know sections of this one verse. He says, "They telling me I should get to L.A. Musically, I'm just too big for the bet." They telling me I should get to LA. Musically, I'm just too big for the bay. Mentally, I've been ahead of the curve. Crazy how that shit's a gift and a curse. So it's kind of like he knew where to start. And he set his, his expectations to say, hey, I'm going to start off in the bay. I'm going to work to get a following. And then once I'm too big for the bay, then, you know, this is incidental rhyme scheme here. And then I'll move to LA. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, start to build up his brand there. And then I think my my favorite line from this section is mentally I've been ahead of the curb. Crazy how that shit's a gift and a curse. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a testament to proper preparation being your differentiator. Like he he's he's thought through what he needs to do, the steps that he needs to take. He managed his own expectations and he worked for it. And you know sometimes you see people that just get it right on the first time. You, you know you become a one hit wonder. And because he thought it through, you know, that was his gift and his curse. Like he planned out his steps, but he might not have gotten the notoriety or the recognition as quickly as other people. And then he goes into to being honorable. He said, I would never go back. And, you know, that's like he would never go back to, you know, kind of redo what he's done because he's he's already done all the preparation. He set his expectations and he's been managing them. And then he said, especially back on my word. And I think that's a testament to being disciplined towards your journey, being honorable and also being a person of your word, like just having that integrity and doing things the right way. Exactly. Like you said, with with integrity, because that that makes it all worth it. Like if you have to sell out just to get a quick, you know, some quick fame, then what's the point if it's not real, if it's not really based on a strong foundation, it's not going to last. It's not going to be there for a long time. Because you didn't do it with integrity. And then he, he, he says what the results are. Like, if you do this way and you think it through, you set your goals, you set your lofty goals, and you set your intermediate goals, and you manage your expectations, you can be flipping this money like birds. And when you got inwards with millions, the rack in your hand looks really absurd. And it starts to let you put things in perspective especially when we talk about, you know, that one hit wonder we just referenced that may have just, you know, gotten lucky where he thought it through. They may have racks in it, you know, their flash nose, but, you know, he, he's, he has millions. He's working on that, that Sean Carter, P. Diddy money. That real money. That generational affluence. That generational affluence. <laughs> but he, he notes... Hold on, and real quick, real quick, real quick. I want to go back to the, be- oh, yeah. to the beginning of this verse and just talk about real fast when he talks about moving from L.A. or moving to L.A. because he was too big for the Bay. 
and that just kind of makes me think of like big big fish in a small pond mentality. Some people are cool with that. Like some people want to go to a really small, maybe not even small, like just in population size, but as far as like the talent pool, they don't want to. They would rather be someone who's the best in a very shallow talent pool than go and push themselves to be their full self. Like they'll they'll get to the point where they reach their their maximum growth potential for where they are physically and mentally, and they'll stay there because they're the best in that small place, as opposed to putting themselves through more discomfort, more maturation, referencing back to last week's episode, and put themselves where they can reach their full potential by going to a place with more talent, with people they can learn from, people that can challenge them. They'd rather stay, but that's not what he did in this song. Like He, he literally up and left from where he was comfortable, where he was at the moment so that he could continue his growth and maturation process and continue to reach his full expectations of himself. He had to remove himself from the place he was physically so that he could grow physically and mentally in a place that was going to challenge him more. And I think that's and I, that's crazy. That's like that's, that's a, a really hard decision to make to do. That's a great analogy, though. Like big fish in a small pond. And being, you know, having that willingness to to challenge yourself and grow somewhere else where you may not be the top dog. Because you have to, like, you have to be a special kind of person to be okay with that. Because it, it'd be easier to just stay and be the dude that's there in that space that you already are, where you know everyone, everyone knows you, and you are the top dog in that space. So to leave the Bay and go to L.A. where everyone's going to LA from all over the world to go and chase their dreams. And you put yourself, you make yourself vulnerable by going there and maybe not being the best. So shout out to him. Shout out to anyone with that mentality to continue growing and challenging yourself over and over again. And, you know, he, he really makes a lot of both fun and interesting points throughout this one verse, because he says later on in this verse that, my priorities only switch on the whiskey. That's why lately I get no more than tipsy. My priorities only switch on the whiskey. That's why lately I get no more than tipsy. And, you know, we, we talked about this actually in the last episode with Meek Mill and our Dreams and Nightmares about being careful of the vices that may discourage you. In this case, he's saying whiskey that, you know, really could start to change his priorities. And, you know, he, he, he's noting throughout the song that he's more or less single track minded like he has steps and goals that he wants to reach and he's doing it in a regimented way that you know he's thought through like mentally he's gone through what he needs to do and he's in that execution phase and he's like he realizes that that might be something that could detract him from his goals so he says lately i get no more than tipsy like i know my limits like i want to have fun i want to live my life but i don't want this to to change my trajectory. You can't let that get in the way of of your long term growth and uh, like going through the but process then, that you have to go through right now. He's also fiscally responsible. <laughs> Is that what because you're he it? says? <laughs> and tell them to put that on my um my lady friend's tab. <laughs> <laughs> you know, since she's supporting them, you know, ain't nobody effing with them. Like she said earlier in the song, you know, of course you want to support them here. And then he notes that, you know, she likes to argue, <laughs> but luckily she got a big old 
set of assets. Assets. You know. Cha-ching. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's, you know, just him noting that there's good in every situation. Like, yeah, she likes to argue. But, you know, there's there's definitely some some positives as well. It's worth and it. And honestly, there's there's benefits in having someone that's willing to challenge you. Like I don't I don't want somebody to argue with me, like in that sense. But someone that's gonna, you know, check you be like, um, I don't think that's right. You know, privately. Someone that's gonna, you know, be your teammate and be your core supporter publicly. You know, when you're in the lab and working, someone that's gonna help you, yeah, refine those skills. Call out the holes in your ideas. Oh yeah, because there's there's always plenty, and when you're drinking whiskey and <laughs> probably even you're more, like your priorities are shifting. You'd be like, oh, you know, what? you're right. I'm not gonna get no more than tipsy. Like she probably told him that. Laid it down. That's what's up. That's what's Laid up. it down. And then the last part, you know, this is this is more or less the end of the verse, and it's rex life raj he's being prepared to cut his losses and start over when necessary and when you're managing expectations you have to always be able to realize like hey i didn't set the right goal or i didn't set the right check mark for where i want to go or i said this with the wrong people around me you know what that that's a great point you you might have the wrong audience or you might have the wrong support system and it's like you never know until you actually get started so he says, wasted 700 days on a young lady, found out she was a hoe. Now we don't even speak. It is, it is what it is. I hold no grudges. I get new young ladies. <laughs> I got new money. I got new work. I got new clientele. Just know that the grind is real. And, you know, being able to just take a situation for what it is, move on, not hold any grudges, and figure out what your next steps are and being able to start anew and recognizing that it's all part of the grind. That's part of that maturity that we talked about last episode. But it's also him noting what his expectations were from jump. I got one like, I got one critique for this part of the song. He said he oh, wasted yeah, yeah, let's go. He said he wasted seven hundred days. I don't think he necessarily wasted those days. Like that's a long time to not be able to get back and time is your biggest asset. But I'm a firm believer that relationships that you have in your life, they're in your life for a chapter of your story. And as long as you take away the lessons that you learn from that chapter, then it's not wasted. It's not time wasted. It was time spent learning. So that's just my one but critique that, for this portion. That was two years. How are how your... You're with somebody for two years and you find out they're a hoe? Yeah, that's a, that's a tough lesson to learn. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, I might have to call that one a waste. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, if, as long as he learned a lesson, it was a tough lesson to learn. But in his maturation process, it was necessary because now he ain't going to end up with no hoe next time. Hopefully. Hopefully not. Or, <laughs> or, or maybe he exclusively goes after at this point like, who, who he knows? better have learned a lesson <laughs> but that's so and true like to not you got it's important not to hold that grudge just keep moving forward and then he says i hold no grudges i got new young ladies i got new money got new work got new clientele like all right cool it is what it is i hold no grudges i got new bitches i got new money i got new work and i got new clientele just know the grind is real i had those two years almost where i felt like it was wasted but I'm moving forward. I'm not being stuck. I'm not holding a grudge. I'm not dwelling on the past. 
I knew this journey was going to be ups and downs. It wasn't going to be a straight line from point A to point B because that's not the way that that something worthwhile goes. Your expectations can be one thing, but the journey to get to them is not going to be what you set out, what it is when you set out, what you thought it was going to be. So your expectations can change. The road to your expectations can change. The people and the places that you thought you were going to have with you, the places you were going to do these fulfill these expectations, all that can change. But you got to be ready for the grind because the grind is real. So he keeps going forward. Will take us there. Yeah, and I think you know we talk a lot about startup companies, um, especially on this podcast, just as far as investment and business goes. And I really like this this last part that we're going to analyze. And it's, I would rather build mine than to sign a deal. On my grassroots shit, they trying to mow me. I heard N-Words say that the top is lonely. F that, bro. I'm going to bring all the homies on me. And, you know, I, I want to compare this to, to Snapchat, like rejecting being bought out by all these other companies um, and wanting to be a social network power on their own. And, you know, that that's that mindset of, rather building your company than to, to kind of sell it to someone else. And that's that entrepreneurial spirit that, you know, some people, it's nothing wrong with building something to sell it. And, you know, that, that's what investors hope that you do. But if you really want to own something and go through that journey, like be empowered to do so. And that's, that's what he was here. And he says on his grassroots, because, you know, he was willing to start from the bottom, like to those around him and building his platform. And we talked about haters a few episodes ago and like the detractors are always going to be there. They're going to try to, you know, stop, cut you at your roots, mow them. Um, but, you know, being able to overcome that just takes diligence. Um, and honestly, you should expect people to kind of not always support you because, you know, that's that's really how it goes. That's people are just jealous. And then, you know, hearing that the top is lonely, like I hear that all the time. And, you know, I, I really feel like it doesn't have to be. And he agrees. He's like, F that. I'm going to bring all the homies on me. And it's like, you know what? If your circle's that tight and they've been supporting you this whole time. And number one, they helped you manage your expectations. Like, what were your goals? Did they hold you accountable? Did you hold them accountable? And they go through this journey and they grow with you instead of just watching you. Yeah. Come on. Like, they're part of that system. They're part of you. Like, they should come. And, like, on you, yeah, treat them. No doubt. No doubt. Because that, that, as long as you have the right people in your circle, that's going to come back around to you tenfold. If you're bringing people with you, they're going to remember that. You keep the people that matter to you close, the people that have helped you on your journey close, they're going to continue to grow. And as they continue to get their wins, it's going to overflow back to you. And you don't do it for that reason. You do it because you care about these people. But they'll return the favor because they care about you and they know that you've done for them. So bring the homies with you, no matter what you're doing. And as long as it's the right people around you, it will pay back dividends in many ways. Yeah, and don't expect this experience to be a straight line. Like Point A to point B is not a straight line. And if it is, you got very fortunate. Very, very fortunate. That or you didn't, um, set, and- you didn't set a stretch goal. You set the bar You're so right. that you tripped over it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's another thing. You you want to set your stretch goals to something you can be proud of. 
it's, it's something that you want to be able to tell people about like hey i'm working towards this not everybody but you know people to hold you accountable for you to hold yourself accountable absolutely and how do you how do you, what can you break down a stretch goal for us quick yeah so a stretch goal is really a, a lofty expectation so a, a stretch goal for me if, if i'm going to use my running as an example is running a 5k in an eight minute mile from someone that that just doesn't run and you know i'm like that's gonna take work because that that takes someone that's a really a regular runner to run three miles in 24 minutes basically and along that that route you know i'll be like okay i just want to get the 10 minutes a mile that that's that's a check mark for me that's my expectation it's like okay i want to get to nine and a half minutes per mile then i want to get to nine minutes per mile like I have these intermediate steps to reach this stretch goal. And then once I reach that stretch goal, you know, maybe I set another one. But it's one of those goals where you know that there's some intermediary steps that you need to take and work towards to get there. Okay. All right. And, and for the listeners, like that isn't something that's easy to do at first. Like it takes, it takes time being able to figure out what is a stretch goal and separate that from something that's just not realistic. Like for Will, his stretch goal is an eight-minute mile pace, but an unrealistic goal would be running that in a four-minute mile pace, at least right now. Like something could be a completely unrealistic goal at first, but if you set intermediate stretch goals and as you accumulate and achieve those over and over, that that impossible goal can become your new stretch goal. Your goals are fluid. They're not concrete. So you set it for where you are at the moment. And that's how you manage the expectations. You don't just jump all the way out to something that's unattainable because as you continue to not be able to reach that, it breaks you down, breaks down your confidence. And you're just never making the progress towards that. You have to set those stretch goals and they ha- you have to push yourself. We're not saying set the bar low and then just achieve things that are super easy for anyone to achieve. You have to find that sweet spot of where your stretch goal should be. And as you continue to achieve those goals, you can get to that longer goal for future you, who, as we always say, is the most important person on the planet. So like we always say here at Secure the Bag, we're not going to present a problem and not give you any type of instructions or guidance or a program to get through it. So we're going to go ahead and talk about setting stretch goals, why they're important, how to do it, give you tips and tricks on how to do that. But step one is defining success for yourself because success is very personalized. It's customized by you for yourself, and it can't be success for anyone else. You can't measure someone else's success by yours. You can't measure your success, your success by someone else's. You have to lay out and define what success is for you and then build your goals around that. So, Will, go ahead and start that up. Yeah, so this this comes, this comes is adapted from an HBR um, article, and that's the, the Harvard Business Review. And it's one of the sources that we really like to use on the show because it's something that's based in research and surveys from people. And, you know, this is really, you know, understanding how the differences in how people define success and how it evolves over time. And one of the highlights that they make is 
the gender differences and how success is defined. And, you know, there's there's professional success, there's personal success, and, you know, all of those have to do with goal setting. And I think financial achievement is, are goals that a lot of people set, like paying off those student loans, for example. You know, that, that's a stretch goal, honestly. You know, you got to take in- incremental chunks at that. Like, I'm going to pay, you know, this amount per month is my goal. And, you know, that that's your, you're managing your expectations instead of just paying everything off in a year. If you can pay it off in a year, go for it. But manage your expectations in that sense when we're talking about financially but also in how much money that you want to make in your career. Like what steps do you need to take to earn those skills and have those responsibilities that make you that valuable? And, you know, making yourself that valuable, you know, you start to to be able to set different financial goals. And the study in, in the HBR article Notes that a lower percentage of women than men list financial achievement as an aspect of personal or professional success, which is is interesting because I know that there's a there are a lot of ambitious women, at least around me in my circle and in my life. So it's interesting to know that, you know, when financial expectations are being set and those lofty goals, that they're different by gender. But one commonality between the two genders is setting success in relationships being like common. So a personal success is basically having a relationship, some sort of like family relationship um, is what men will just say, hey, you know, this is a win. But women are describing what a good family life looks and they're going to more detail. They're setting up some of these intermediate steps and some of the lofty expectations and doing a much better job at goal setting in that sense. So I think it's very interesting, like when we talk about defining success for yourself, that, you know, there are gender differences if you decide to, you know, share some of your goals with your significant other, if you all are in fact of, of differing genders, that you'll have different viewpoints and that there's benefits in sharing that information and setting them, you know, together so that you can get that requisite amount of depth depth in the case of having financial goals it's you know for women from the study it's great to you know bounce these ideas off of a man um and then for men you know for some of these relationships both personal and professional being able to get that female viewpoint and help them kind of set some of the the goals that you should set for yourself and what you should really have as some of those intermediate steps and what you could should expect from them occurring um I think a lot of that, like, I know there's different overarching things between the two genders, um, whether you're male or female. I think it all starts with your why. Like, it all comes back to why you're setting those goals. Like, there's a lot of commonalities between everyone wants to be financially secure, but the why behind it is what you have to identify and use that as your driving force when you're making these decisions and laying out your expectations for yourself and going through the goal setting process it always comes back to relating it back to what is your why. And then we, well, actually, I think you saying that, what is your why is a great point because in this study, like they, these, these were interview styles with executives and they were basically asked to tell a story describing an ideal self or a moment in time. 
and like having this narrative act as the okay. motivational goalpost and help prioritize activities and start to make sense of like where you might not have reached a goal or where a goal manifested itself from. So, you know, I, I just think that's a great point that you made. Thank you. And I mean, it, it all relates back. Starting with your why is a great way to go through the goal setting process, laying out your own expectations. Another really important piece of this is building your support network. Like you're not gonna, you're not going at it alone. You're not gonna get all your wins by yourself. You're gonna have people around you that are there to help you ch and also check you when you need checking, help you when you need help throughout this entire process of shit, setting those stretch goals, going through the process of reaching those stretch goals, and also just managing your expectations as you're going through all this. You're going to need that emotional support system because there's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be highs and lows. And going through it by yourself or being so hard-headed that you think you have to go through it by yourself, that stubbornness can be good to a point, but it also has to be checked and managed. Just like your expectations, your stubbornness, your hard-headedness can't be blinding, just like we said. You can't be blind with expectations. You have to manage them, but you also have to manage your pride, your stubbornness, and your hard-headedness and let other people help you along the way. You know, I, I don't think there's any more I can say about, about that. I think you're definitely an expert at building support networks. And you're, you're part of so many other people's support networks. And, you know, you, you would be, if I were to, to pick anything, you're, you're like a poster boy for like this aspect of managing expectations and goal setting, like making sure people feel supported to, to reach their goals. And I think that, I think what it is, is just being in tune, not only with my own needs as far as like emotional support but also being able to pick up on what other people need for their own emotional support and i think being able to pick that out from people is something that i've developed along the way but it also relates to the stretch goals like i wasn't as good at helping other people with their emotional support networks when i was younger but i did it i did it for this person and then I did it for these two people. Then I did it for these four people. And as I started doing it more and more often, I've been able to exceed the expectations that I set for myself previously. And now I have even loftier expectations for my future self. But I have to just continue to have those different goals that I have for myself now. And as I achieve those goals, I get closer and closer to that end goal. Whatever that end goal, that end expectation is, each day, each time I achieve and set a goal, I get closer to that bigger picture goal. So just continuing to do that over and over again, making that a process and a, and a habitual process is how I've become, like Will said, the, the, in his opinion, the poster child for that particular aspect and skill. And there's multiple routes. Like There's so many different routes to success. You're not going to automatically know the different routes from the start. But you just have to go and trust your process. Figure out what your process is. Figure out what your habits are that you have to do to be successful. And once you have those figured out, just continue to do them over and over again. 
create a process and let that process come to life. And that will show you which which of these multiple routes is your route to your own success. Yeah, and that that's a that's a great point because some people they they plan their goals in detail where they have each one of these steps built out and others do do something called PLR and it, it's a it's something that I adopted especially like you know when I was going through college and then post college just trying to figure out what was available and PLR stands for path of least resistance and this is basically the art of grabbing whatever opportunity presents itself like an opportunity to do something that you hadn't considered before just presents itself. Just taking that opportunity and investigating it, seeing what it is, seeing how you can blend yourself into that role or that responsibility or that opportunity to understand what, number one, you can give to it and also what you can take from it. And some people, they, they stick with one goal. They build experience and a deep knowledge just to you know be able to attack that goal and i think we see a lot of this on television and in weight loss shows for example the biggest loser where that one goal is to lose weight and they're building experience working out getting deep experience and knowledge about what it takes to, to you know change your metabolism change your eating habits like that is one goal that they're working for the entire time and others change their goals frequently where they want a variety of experiences and a fresh perspective to achieve success. And for this, I, I would want to reference, you know, something like Dirty Jobs, for example. Um, if you remember that show, it's, it's uh, I can't remember the host's name, but he goes and he does different jobs that are considered, you know, pretty dirty jobs that people do, you know, everywhere to get an understanding of like, hey, what does it take to be able to do some of these jobs and you know what what is a day in life like and that getting that experience and that fresh perspective you know lets him know that you know people have different motivations they're different you know hidden skill sets that certainly can be adapted to to other positions you know when we talk about grit when we talk about you know determination um or dedication you know a lot of these are exemplified and even creativity are exemplified in people doing some of these jobs that are considered dirty jobs where he, he can take that mindset, you know, into his everyday life or even folks that cross train with different sports and they're able to, you know, play lots of different sports, but able to blend those experiences into being really good at one. And well, I don't know if you ever thought about this, but. Uh, you know, I kind of think the path of least resistant versus the, uh, the, the road to success where you focus on one thing, I think those are good at different aspects of your maturation level, um, different aspects of, of your path. I think the PLR, the path of least resistance is great for learning when you're learning and when you're developing, when you're starting out you don't know what your passion is. You don't know what you're going to be great at. You don't know what you have. You don't know what your what your end goal is going to be. And even if you think you do, it's still important to immerse yourself in plenty of other things so you can become more well-rounded. You can pull from different aspects of the world that you might not have otherwise thought to learn from. 
Like if you if you're young and you think that you want to be, I don't know anything. You want to throw whatever it is out there. You think that you want to be a musician. You should still put yourself around people who aren't musicians. Surround yourself with people who are talented in different areas, and in t- and have different types of intelligences. Learn from those people, and then pull that back. Pull the lessons that you can from them, and continue on your own path. But just make sure that you're learning from different people, especially in the beginning of your process. Learn from people that are different from you, and don't go the rigid route at first. Don't be so rigid and kind of closed off to everything else around you because you'll miss a lot of opportunities to learn. As you develop it after you've gone through the PLR PLR process where you're just learning and developing from any sources, any resources that you can, then you can start to be a little more rigid because you have the tools, you have the repertoire, and you have the arsenal to be successful because you took the time to learn and develop in your previous process. And then you can really, really drill down and be more rigid, be more strategic in your specific field that you want to be successful in. But the only way that I think, and I've learned that you can do that, is by learning first and then drilling down into what it is that you're passionate about. Because if you ask me when I was 18, 19, what I was passionate about, I had no idea. I mean, I still don't fully, I know what my passion is. I just have to, I'm figuring out now how to drill down because I've spent the time, I spent the years figuring out what I could from other people in different aspects. And now I'm starting to drill down. But that was after a decade's worth of figuring out what I wanted to do. You can even look back to me in college, (laughs) thought I was going to be a physical therapist and now I am not. (laughs) Like, I think it's crazy to expect a 17 or 18 year old high school senior incoming college freshmen to make a decision about what they're going to be doing for their entire rest of their lives without giving them the opportunity to spread their wings, get away from their parents' home, the security of that parents' home, and be out on their own. You want them to make a decision for future self before they've had a chance to figure out who they are right now and even have an opportunity to figure out what they want for the future by learning from other people's current experiences, past experiences, and future experiences. So takeaway from all that is to, in the beginning of your process, learn from others. Don't be too rigid. Don't try to drill down because you won't have the depth that you need to be able to actually drill down successfully. Gather all the information you can. Have that as your foundation. Even if it's some, even if it's a learning experience, it doesn't directly correlate or relate in an obvious way to what you want to do in the future, take the time to learn that. And then when you're ready, you can drill down and be more specific in your own specific field. So I I think we can kind of roll into our TLDL, you know, too long, didn't listen. <laughs> so we, we, we have like three <laughs> major points that we want folks to take away. You know, set lofty goals for yourself and set milestones to manage your expectations along the way. And it's okay to change your goal if your motivations have changed. You definitely want to, you know, always have that ideal or future self in mind and align your goals and expectations with that person in mind. And then lastly, you know, see the forest for the trees. And this is remembering the purpose of setting your goals and the outcomes that you hope to reach. 
And, you know, I always thought that was an interesting phrase, like, see the forest for the trees, where you can get fo- really, really hyper-focused on a tree, like the one piece of what you're trying to accomplish when you have a way bigger picture that you're aiming for. Um, so, you know, it's always making sure that you, you pick your head up from the grind and, and remember what you're working towards. All right. I think that's, I think that's where we close this one up. Set the lofty goals. Understand that it's okay to change as your motivations change and see the forest from the trees. Those are the three takeaways for the program today. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and close this one down. Will, what did you do to win so, today? You know, my, my win today is, you know, definitely a, a personal win with, with patience. Um, you know, it's been a very trying time um, professionally and just being able to exercise even more patience than I have previously and starting to manage my own expectations, which was, you know, the impetus for this episode. You know, going through my everyday, you know, I, I have high expectations of myself and those that are around me. And really, sometimes you have to step back and make sure that you're focusing on the right thing. Respect. Respect and appreciate the honesty. Uh, for me, my win today is, like Will said, focusing on the right things. Um, there have been times in life where let work and personal life away from family get into and just like my personal drive my professional drive kind of get in the way of spending quality family time this is actually the third week in a row where i've spent with my mom dad and my little sister um one weekend they came to philly and the past two weekends i've been uh back home in the hometown and actually recording for the first time outside of my own my own house so this is a different experience for me, but it's a very cool experience getting time to spend with my younger sister uh, before she goes on a trip to Peru for a month. Got to see my younger cousin off yesterday before she goes on a school trip to South Africa. Been able to just be more present with my family that lives here in my hometown as well as my friends that live in my hometown. So my win today is just quality time, making time for real genuine quality time, being present for that time. Um, something that I have struggled with in the past and made a conscious effort to work on and seeing the fruits of that the past three weekends has been fantastic. So, Will, go ahead. Thank All right, you know, this is this is for you listeners, and we, we do this every week just to acknowledge, you know, how much we want to hear from you. So if you liked it, hated it, plan to listen again, or vow to do anything in your power to never hear our voices again, let us know by leaving a comment wherever you get your podcast. So that's SoundCloud, that's Spotify, that's Apple. And, you know, send us an email at secureyourbagpodcast at gmail.com. Or, and do not forget about the Instagram, STB Podcast. On Instagram, get in the comments, DM us, comment on the pictures, like the post, let us know. Whatever it is. And we, we truly do love to hear from anyone that sits and listens to us. Like hearing from our listeners is, I, I think we can both agree, some of the highlights of our weeks, being able to get that feedback and that dialogue and actually going on some of these journeys with the people that listen to us. We want to share our journeys with everyone, but we also want to hear yours as well. 
And that's what it's all about. Starting this win today mentality, having a win today community. That's what we're here for. We're going to continue to find different platforms, different avenues to spread that mentality. Um, and we need you to be there with us. So thank you for the listeners. Special shout out to the listeners. And we're going to go ahead and close this one up with one of Will's favorite songs by Michael Christmas. Uh, Will, you yeah, man. So I, I know a lot of folks may not have heard of Michael Christmas, but you know, in this song, he definitely just kind of keeps it real. He has his own expectations firmly managed. And he recognized that even his own shortcomings, he's not alone in them, basically. Um, but I'll let the song speak for itself. So this is not the only one by Michael Christmas. <laughs> All right, here it is. Not the only one by Michael Christmas. Peace. I'm still, I'm still, hey, I'm still fucking up all the time. Yeah, I know I'm not the only one. Yeah, I still can't get shit right. I know I'm not the only one. I feel like staying in tonight. Tonight, I know I'm not the only one. Today I didn't go outside No, no I know I'm not the only one uh, The most electrifying man Zapdos, rap hoes All on my dick again Cause the rollout getting mad close When the album drop I disappear Find a cabin that can lab a ghost One of the places I'm Dragon Ball Quick crib off the capsule cord She don't drink soda but she crack the coke They always ask me why I'm headed home Them demons put their fingers through my throat Them demons put their numbers in my phone I know I'm not the only one no That would rather sleep than have fun no My next birthday at the play place off the interstate just a little bit of chavo, a couple jokes like Bob Hope. I went the wrong way several times on my way home. No, I'm not alone. My mind go left, not right. With a time machine, I'll be out of sight. I'm more confused, like where's my life? Hella head scratching, like I got I'm life. Still fucking up all the time. Yeah. I know I'm not the only one. I still can't get shit right. I know I'm not the only one I I feel like staying in tonight I know I'm not the only one Today I didn't go outside I know I'm not the only one Don't be ashamed, this shit happened I still be scared while I'm rapping Like what if they give up on me? Girl, yell at me, she say do the dick. 
you not my mama nor my daddy don't be telling me shit then i go back up in the kitchen and i do them shits see i'm a regular nigga this shit can't change me too mucho won't catch me drinking kombucha still catch me watching naruto pour my sister some hugo and get her ready for school she tell her homies i'm cool make me feel good it ain't true though i'm still fucking up all the time yeah. I know I'm not the only one I still can't get shit right I know I'm not the only one I feel like staying in tonight I know I'm not the only one Today I didn't go outside I know I'm not the only one 